doesn't matter. Yeah. Here we are, live and direct in the Nightlife Podcast. Party people, we're here live in Coral Gables. Dude, with we've been thrown in the middle of the street for the first time, and I'm loving it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Enjoying you know, this. We're here with the one and only my Emmanuel Mancuso. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Better known as Manny. That yeah. was very. Uh, that was a lot of excitement know, for Manny. Yeah, no, thank, yeah. you. Was like, thank you, um, thank you. Wow, uh, this is a while the beer is being poured by the yeah. we- beer. No, while the beer is being poured, uh, let's um, say wow. our handles that we always forget. Yes. Um, you can find me at the Nightlife Entrepreneur on Instagram and LMG Miami for our parties and. Uh, well, my agency, vamosagency.com, and you get all the social media and everything there. Yes, awesome. you can follow me at Icotaps Beer and also at the Ralph Food and Wine Festival. Tickets are on sale now. Go to Eventbrite, go to the Ralph Food and Wine Festival, purchase your tickets, or where else could they go? Um, just Google the Ralph Food and Wine Festival, get your tickets November 10th and 11th. Don't miss it, it's gonna be incredible. All right, so here with Manny. Manny, can you tell us a little bit um, about you? Why are you here? Who the heck are you? Oh, I'm here because he dragged (laughs) me out. (laughs) Manny is a a club nightlife expert. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Le dicen el vampiro. A.K.A. alcoholic. He works He makes his money at night. It's good to interview a vampire while Halloween days you know, yeah, are coming. Yeah, because Halloween, damn. We, <laughs> Halloween is coming up, so we need to Should we dress up? Party. Are we yeah, dressed? Yeah, no, yeah, we're. Of course we are. <laughs> uh, so stay tuned for the Halloween episode, and we're going to dress up. Um, so, I'm, I'm sorry if, I, I, if you lose me a little bit. I'm just following people walking down know, the street. Not used to it. He's, like, he's not used to it. He's like, oh, yeah, and what else were you talking about? If, if anybody wants to see the reflex, you, 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 can, you can see them walking hey, by. Hey, thank you to Aromas El Peru, Coral Gables. We're here. Aromas El Peru is an amazing restaurant. It's had great ceviche. The chef Javier is incredible. Um, and he's going to join us at the Doral Food and Wine Festival. So, All right, so so Manny, um, so you to tell everybody a little bit about you, yourself. Okay. Where, how did you get into this industry? Where did you start, and where are you now? Well, I've been in the industry since 1999. I started at uh, the closing times of uh, Liquid Nightclub. Uh, work at Level Nightclub with Jerry Kelly, who was one uh, was my shout mentor. out to Jerry Kelly. What's up, Jerry? Um, well, what did you do back then? Well, it's funny. I, I started it uh, working in the liquor room. I was the stalking guy for the liquor room. Okay. That's how you started? So somebody trusted you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was 17 and when you were supposed to be 21 to be in the liquor room. Okay. <laughs> there you go. You um, didn't hear that here. Yeah, that's, that's okay. I'm already 30-something. <laughs> right, right. Time flies. Yeah, very fast. And, uh, well, you know, it, it was very interesting. I, I love how you say 17 with no problem, but 30 is a 30-something. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got, After I got 40, make, you yeah. don't even good, good say the four. Job, believe. Say, you know, <laughs> I learned that from my class. something, something. Something. The something is something. Uh, uh, so you started in the liquor rooms of South Beach with Jerry Kelly? I worked with Jerry Kelly uh, since the times of Level. Um, then from Level, um, oh wow, wait, hold on. There's a lot going on here. Aromas El Peru, the best Peruvian Sorry if we shut up a little bit. Scene. Food is arriving. I have no idea what this is, but it looks amazing. What is that, Aiko? What is that? What did you order? Pulpo al olivo. Cocktail de camarones. Cocktail de camarones. Conchita a la parmesana. 
No creo que quepan los platos. Just leave it like that. So, yeah, I just ate. I don't know why this guy ordered all this stuff, um, but it looks amazing. Yeah, amazing. Manny, dig in. So, Manny, stay focused. Sorry, guys. This is as, as real as it can be. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, Jerry Kelly uh, was a mentor. Then I started working on a on a project uh, back in 2004, 2005, uh, when the after parties, club space. Um, right. And I start pretty much working uh, a lot with the direct with the artists, you know, the DJs, uh, okay. booking them, uh, international gigs, and then I start shifting myself from the entertainment into the booking side and and the management uh, uh, of the artists. Okay. Um, but yeah, the 2004, 2005 years, you know, nightlife. Jerry Kelly was amazing. A lot of experiences. What did you learn from him? From him. Uh, Jerry, please don't hear this, uh, but hmm. a lot of things. <laughs> those those were the years where, you know, uh, Grey Goose was uh, very popping and all these okay. brands. So, I actually, I, I learned a lot about the brand recognition and it helped me a lot to understand uh, how to treat a client, how to make sure that you're giving the client what the client is looking for. Mm. So, Jerry was a, a great... Hear that, guys. It's a good tip right there. Oh, yeah. So, he... Sorry. <laughs> so what was it? What was your evolution from from that point on? What was the next step? Well, uh, we're, we're moving on from the nightlife. Uh, pretty much, I start consulting. Um, I, I consult hotels like um, Hilton, Crown Plaza hotels, um, managing the uh, social media ma um, marketing for artists like Don Omar, uh, DLG. But let me ask you something. So when you were with Jerry Kelly, you were working in a club. You were 17. You skipped too much. You, you went from one from uh -huh. you went from the liquor room. It almost seventeen sounded, to thirty it something in a like big jump. Drank all the liquor. Remember, we only have up. twenty. We only have twenty nine minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> well, he he was in the liquor room. He drank it all. He woke up ten years later. No. So from there was Jerry Kelly already. Were you working in a club with Jerry Kelly? And then what? Where where did the transaction? Where was the growth? From liquor room to like what bar manager or well actually uh well i have a uh, csha which is a certificate certified hotel uh, administrator oh, okay. um i've been a gm from hotels so before i started on the nightlife uh, my dad used to own restaurants in hotels oh, okay. i was the food and beverage director for intercontinental hotels when i was uh, 19. Um, so, so that timing from 17 to 19, I was learning the back end of the nightlife, but at the same time, I was, I was working the front of the house in the hotels. Did your dad like encourage you, like go out there, do it on your own, and then come back? Yeah, my dad fired me. Oh, yeah, okay. that was uh, you yeah. Go. You know, you, you need to has move to be on. done. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Take it personal, people. No, you know, it's uh, it's. Uh, I learned, but you know, thanks to my dad firing me, uh, actually he rehired me, and now I'm his partner. You know, and and there we grow. And nice. It was a a, a great uh, learning experience. But um, regarding the the process, so from the liquor room, I jumped to help in the promotions. Okay. Because you know, every every when you're 17, 18, you want to be a promoter. You want to have all the why, girls why, around. Because oh. you want to have the girls around. You want to go to the club, have the free bottles, you know, walking into the VIP area status, you know. So I wanted to try that. I did it for a few years. Okay. And then um, nothing. I got the opportunity thanks to Jerry. He called me back and he said, Manny, you're ready to be my door manager. Oh. So I jumped from liquor room to become a door manager uh, on a nightclub 
uh, it was called uh, Set. Right. Uh, we're talking about Lincoln Road. Yeah, Lincoln Road. Uh, that time I work wow. at Set, I work at Rumi, I work at Aerial Bar, I work at. Uh, Talk I mean, about like stepping up. Right? Yeah. Talking about Set, he's, now I know how what thirty something. He, he meant it's more like 38 ish and, <laughs> and i'm gonna leave said, it there when said, uh, when, yeah when he said set right he's like oh, yeah, yeah. yeah again thank you jerry i never heard of him. <laughs> no yeah i mean if you guys don't know jerry kelly google him yeah well, uh, exactly yeah i mean uh, well uh, so i had an opportunity with the nightlife uh to to now from being a promoter and and a manager to actually become a consultant because then um Back in the early 2000, most of the real estate in Miami start getting very, very expensive for nightlife. So uh, Jerry, uh, together with Jonathan Cowan, the owner of the Shelburne Hotel, shout at the out time, to Jonathan. Jonathan, love you, brother. Um, we had the opportunity to actually open the first nightclub inside a hotel, which was Shine at the Shelburne. Right. Uh, I mean, at this time there was no lift, there was no story. There was, right. you know, the, the the nightclubs were on the street. Right. So we had the opportunity to take over. But there was four or five on every street. Oh, there was, was yes. Uh, at Washington Avenue had twenty-seven nightclubs. Yeah. At Are one point, uh, the, to the point that the city of Miami uh, stopped giving liquor license. Right. Wow. And uh, now, if you want a liquor license, uh, you have to buy it privately. There is no locations in yeah. Miami Beach. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I had the opportunity to open Shelbourne, uh, where actually I, I I was the first person to open a nightclub and, and determine that nightclub was for the hotel guest. <laughs> you know, you have a hotel uh, guest that is paying a lot for the room. Um, so they are expecting, you know, the mm -hmm. best service when they go to the nightclub. Yeah, of course. So we, we took it to that level. We, we opened the first nightclub in a hotel in Miami Beach. Then after that, uh, I mean, uh, I think... Let me ask you, was the hotel and the club, was it an independent <clears throat> agreement or was it a... Two separate businesses completely? You yeah. Mean, well, it's funny because Jerry Kelly was running the nightlife uh, aspect of the hotel and the uh, catering. Okay. Uh, Jonathan was high. I was doing the entertainment side, and then I was the food and beverage controller. Mm -hmm. So I was the person in between the hotel management and the nightlife. Okay. Uh, all the liquor orders go through me. All the obviously uh, the promoters had to give me the reports of their their tallies and everything because I was doing all the payments to make sure that the hotel and the nightclubs ex expenses right. were not getting mixed up. Okay. So I mean that was kind of uh, the process, yeah, you know. It was very inter interesting, very intense yeah. too. Manny, so if everything is going great and you know you grow, you're growing so fast in the business. At what point do you decide? Okay, so I'm getting a little bit out of what I've been doing. You know, when when was it that moment that you decided? All right, no more nightclub per se. Um, I, th I think it's whether you and I cross paths on the house nightclub. Oh yeah. Okay, there we go. That's, oh. <laughs> I think that was the experience that wow. said, you know what, I need, I need to grow. I love you, Mark. I, I need to grow and, and I need to, right. you know, take it to the next level. Yeah, if you guys don't know, you've, I mean, there's been three episodes with this one that um, this nightclub in Miami has been mentioned because of big debts. Um, yeah. You know, 
So they they owe almost a hundred grand to this table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you put us all together. Yes. So um so yeah, that's bad to hear and see and, and yeah, it's crazy. And that that venue was actually, actually offered to me a few days ago. That uh, well, uh, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk off camera. Okay. Um, but then I had um. Let's talk about it now. Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, said, I said no. So. No, no problem. That's <laughs> private. <laughs> but uh, house nightclub was actually uh, you know what. what one of the good things I, I took out of House Nightclub was actually how to uh, manage the, the, it, the, the I will try it now. Uh, the, the control controlling the loose. You know, when a club is losing money, um, it's very hard to to make it successful. You know, especially when you're on fire. House Nightclub actually gave me the experience uh, of working with a successful nightclub that was losing money. Which you right. never you never see that. You normally see a successful club making money, right. and then clubs that they're on fire about to right. close down that they don't make money this right. was a club that was making 15 to fifty thousand dollars a night it was packed VIP selling but they were not making money I mean every every possible lesson and what yeah, not to that. do was being learned at house nightclub oh yeah um, this is when Winwood was just starting to get mm -hmm. You know, yeah, when Mark, when Mark, uh, actually Mark uh, Lowe, the owner of right. uh, House Nightclub, uh, one of the investors of House Nightclub, came up with the idea. He was trying to open an entertainment district in Miami, uh, Wynwood, because he is, you know, if, who lives here in Miami will know that we have three districts for party: uh, South Beach, now Wynwood, which used to be downtown before, right. and then you got the outside. Not the for the wine festival party, people. And then we, you have the areas like Doral, Hialeah, that they have like independent spread out nightclubs, you know, uh, everywhere around Miami. Yeah, for example, this area where we're at right now, it's called Coral Gables, Coral Gables, which you see a lot of restaurants in this area, but you're not even allowed to use the word bar when you open a place I know. Well, here. There's only one called The Bar. The Bar. But that's, the, you know, that, that, that's the it. The grandfather in to right. a liquor license. Right, right. right. But there's a couple now popping up in uh, Miracle Mile. Opening up, but not you know. It's, it's 2 a.m. Oh, it's okay. um, and you, it. you can't use the word bar like I said. So it's a limited yeah. liquor license. You need to have 40% food, 60%. I think it's 40, 60 if I don't mistake. Right. Okay. All right. Wow. So all right. So you get out of the nightclub business, and what are you next? I'm at the Doral Salt, the Doral Food and Wine Festival. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, no, I'm, don't I'm, even jump there. That's <laughs> now. That's the present. No, before we go there, let's talk about. I want to know when. What you learned, like, give tips to those that are starting in the club business or, you know, what are those mistakes in-house that you learned? Like that, what you just said, that, that was well, kind of interesting. Hey, people, you owe. <laughs> hey, people, you owe, maybe, was that the, was that the main thing? That was like, the secondary thing. Right. I always like, pay people, you, I never had a problem. How so. does a club make money but, but not... But it's under. Well, the, the club business is, a, is it's fake. It's a bluff. So in, oh. the, in the club business, something people okay. need to you understand. When you have a club that has 20 uh, VIP tables, those 20 VIP tables are really uh, f uh, comp tables that they're giving. Obviously, you know, a club that has 25 tables in total, it's comping 20. They only have space for five tables to sell. So they obviously are going to ask you for two, three, five thousand dollars for those tables because the space is very limited. So um, obviously now we're talking about the big clubs uh, like Live Story. They have a budget to bring an artist for thirty, forty thousand dollars. They got a hundred thousand just Thursday nights. 
So yeah, the, the, that, those budgets went way high. Well, right now, oh. and, and I'm gonna give an example right now. I'm booking, and this happened in Houston. Uh, we had Bad Bunny in concert last week. Uh, right. Brandon Clinton, one of the promoters from Houston, called me that he wants Bad Bunny for a concert, right. for an after party from the concert. Right. And uh, I got uh, a uh, $75,000 for just a walk through the club. Right. And the promoter oh. calls me back. He's like, yo, hey, I just paid Drake $75,000. <laughs> you well, know they're singing together you know what hey, <laughs> now they gotta suck together so you know you, you exactly. so uh yeah so pretty much when when it comes to the clubs you, you need to actually uh, manage you know your your vips would actually pace the operation right. your bar sales and and your door money it really should be able to pay your daily expenses but your vip is the money maker Yes, oh, for sure. And and talking about the you know the being fake part, it's it's more like it's a show, <laughs> it's a show all the time. So if a club is suffering and they can't get those tables sold, you gotta make it look like it's it's been sold. That's where you sit all your promoters. That's why you you see a lot of when you see 15, 20 girls at one table with a lot of champagne, they're not paying for that. I mean, you and, and you gotta see that there's liquor companies uh, that they will they, they will actually like tables with. 20, 30 girls. So the liquor company, sometimes they'll come and, br and gr bring you opportunities, you know. Right. Uh, back in the days, we had the buybacks. Right. I don't think they could do that anymore. Right. But, you know, a, a company like Ciroc, uh, no, no, now it's illegal. But back in the days, I was a brand ambassador for Nuvo and Ciroc before Diaja right. took the account. That's uh, when you went from club scene into now more jumping the entertainment and the artist yes that's branding exactly. branding, branding um well i had a, a i had a club called inc in uh washington avenue uh took it over from uh the old owner uh the club had an inventory of over a hundred thousand dollars in this pink liquid called nuvo nuvo was a sparkling champagne that nobody was buying uh -huh. so at the moment whoever made that sale if you're listening john vasquez yeah. shout out to dallas you. foster wow. uh, <laughs> my respect for you guys <laughs> wow a hundred thousand dollars in pepto-bismol wow. that's crazy <laughs> so uh, mr foster dallas foster comes uh one day and and uh, asked me um, why we don't do something with the Nuvo. I said, well, we have plenty of cases. Well, you don't give me a budget and I'll knock down my whole entrance and I'm gonna put a whole glass window full of Nuvo on Washington Avenue where all the cars that go by are gonna see a whole window full of Nuvo. Right. So I actually did a whole display for Nuvo uh, and uh, right after that, uh, I mean, Nuvo came back to me and offered me the opportunity to do the same thing in other venues and to look for that branding uh, opportunity. Right. And I became the brand ambassador uh, for nice. Nuvo. Then uh, Nuvo gave me the opportunity to work with Ciroc uh, because it was the same uh, company, uh, Lifestyle Spirits, that was managing their, uh, their portfolio. And uh, I had a great opportunity to learn how to pay the models, uh, become a promoter, and go to a club with a full table, a full table of models, free bottles, and getting right. paid. You know that that was yeah. the, the dream of. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have a daughter. Great. All right. I so had, I had to Nubo, by the way. Yeah. I, had, I ended up having Nubo in a couple of places actually. Probably when you were handling it, like me on Biscayne Boulevard. Correct. So. That was uh, one of the accounts. Yeah, yeah Biscayne. Oh, Mia. Wow. Yeah, Mia. one of one of those places that makes money, and then one day they don't make money, and Blackstone disappears. Yeah. Huge, huge. Correct. Yeah. All right. So, this is the thing. <laughs> I meant not we yet, went, yeah. we 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 went um, a little far, probably into the episode without touching base into the main subject that we were going to talk. Are you paying talk, attention? The main subject that we were going to talk about with yeah. you. 
being that you've been in different um, areas yes. of the business, you know, from starting in the liquor room, one of the most precious places <laughs> uh, yeah, that man. the business has, to managing the door, to promoting, to you know, uh, branding and. Um, and you know whatever all and, management, and, and all managing <laughs> all those all those different um, positions and experiences um, one of the things that's been happening lately and we've mentioned a few times on the show is the fact how much nightlife is suffering nowadays and as a matter of fact one of the reasons we decided to start the show is because we want to give it CPR we want to save it we want to make sure that the new generation understands what was so good about nightlife before and what do we want what can we do about it how can we save it in a city like Miami that is known for that tourism here is for two reasons number one is the beach number two is our freaking parties so with that said what do you think happened how did we Help us, man. Help us, you man. Know, Listen, the beauty we're trying of to save the club, having 27, to save 20, the club you mentioned 27 nightclubs on South Beach. On uh, From 14 and like Washington right. to 1st and Washington. 1st and Washington. Just that right there. How you know, then you add Lincoln Road. Then you add the area where Mint is nowadays and all that, which is the one that's probably higher up nowadays. You know, you know, people don't want to open down there. Um, you know, well, we look, look what just happened, and I'm gonna bring an example. Or a nightclub that bring opened here in Miami. Right. They opened. They last a they year. They came from not Vegas, huh? Actually, it's not even from Vegas. The place just got sold out to a CVS pharmacy because the real estate is too big right. for nightclubs. Wow. That club opened last year like a door. So basically, yeah. people don't want drinks; they want drugs. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Uh, and the cure. Uh, and for the, the cure. <laughs> but um, uh, pretty much, like the nightclubs. I mean, that place was a door. Um, 2015. Hey, is Mansion still exist? Mansion is for sale, actually. If right. somebody wants, you can contact me. My phone number. I could please. House nightclub. He's. I got Mansion available. Contact us <laughs> if you want to buy Mansion. You also do real estate. Well, no, Marshall? I do. Uh, that's what we do right now. That we have a consulting. A <laughs> okay. We have a full consulting for nightclubs. I have companies from New York, from Texas, from okay. LA, from Puerto Rico that want to relocate themselves here in Miami. Okay. So, like I tell everybody, not everybody's fit for the nightclub business. Right. If you're gonna open a nightclub, make sure you got your collateral for marketing. Make sure right. that you're not yes. you're not spending five million dollars in opening a nightclub and then you don't have a hundred thousand to promote the nightclub. Exactly. Oh, Why you do know? people make that mistake? That's the uh. number one mistake. That we have that they don't money. see it people think oh yeah i'll spend money on that table but that i see there that i can touch it's a tangible asset but i will not spend money on promotion what is that people will know i'm here because i open the doors and they will show up the restaurant the other day not where that the owner was telling me that he was like i need all the support possible he called me he called he called me to consult me on the marketing level right and basically everything i told him he didn't have the budget for it. And, and, and he kept going back to the fact that he spent $2 million on the restaurant. And I told him, how do you spend $2 million on the restaurant and you don't have 30000 to promote, to right. market? So that doesn't make sense. Right. Don't make that mistake, all right? If you're going to open up a restaurant that costs $2 million, you need to have the a 10%. million and a half, hmm. invest a million and a half, and use 500000 to promote your restaurant because if right. not, it's not gonna make sense. It's one of the most important things, by the way. But it has nothing to do with the main reason that Miami has been dying down. I mean, there's other stuff. But you know like what? Like the we, new generation. We gotta interview a dancer 
choreographer. Well, look, and then one, one, one example is Pam. Well, because people are not dancing anymore. They're coming next week, by the way. They're coming. Are you bringing Pam, uh, Benji? We'll who are you bringing? Dance, right? Right? Bring. Hot jazz. Why do people, <laughs> not, people don't dance anymore? That's what's happening. Well, this is well. Do you want to dance? You gonna go? You go to Mangos or you go to Space at five in the morning? The locals don't want to go to Mangos. Say that again. You go to Tucan. You can dance at El Tucan on Friday. You can dance at Blue Martini on Thursdays. But but and Barcelona on Saturday. But 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 you are staying out out of the question. You're not answering the question. What's the question? What the fuck happened to the nightlife industry in a city like Miami? I've been. Partying everywhere. Let, let's talk about the bluff. Cities, and everybody says, I want to go back. So, yeah, so there's that. Let's talk about the There's a bluff aspect. There's a bluff act. So, let's say. We need Jennifer Lopez. So, let's say there's. No, let's say there's a lot of bluff. So, if if that's true, right, then live is giving out free tables. That's the example right there. Live is a hotel. Live has a budget to have an empty nightclub and keep paying a Steve Aoki $100,000 for a night. Right. You understand? They right. have rooms being sold. They got a right. bar. By in the way, lobby. when you talked about an empty nightclub, is the fact that you have, normally you have an operation of seven days in any business or five days if you are, you know, Monday through Friday. But in, the, in this business, you operate Thursday, Friday, and Saturday usually. Um, so it's very complicated down. when you have that much real estate close which we mentioned last week that that's one of the reasons that people are bringing other things like the brunches the coffee, and the early thing the and the coffee and all that, that. now so yeah so i so for sure having a big bank account behind you is a huge well that's that's, a, that's the number two right the number one it's you need to have and this is what people forget hospitality we are right. miami miami receive fat skinny black white chinese uh, Latin. I mean, it's Indian. it's a it's a Indian. Indian. It's it's a, it's a melting pot. So being a melting a melting pot. When you go to the door in a club and mm -hmm. the door guy is turning you around because you're not the feet for the club. Oh, you don't have a six pack. There you go. You know <laughs> that's that's what we call the bluff. Because at the end of the day, you're inside a club. They want hot people in the club because you're not gonna spend money next to two people that they don't look hot. You know that's their mentality. Right. So and they, hot people don't drink. Hot people drink for free because the club is giving them free alcohol. So, they, so they, yeah, I they mean, it, it does work in some venues for sure, for sure. It's a, Yo, it's, it's a big thing. It's, it's all about the show. Call, Chapter eight, by the way. Chapter eight. It's all about the show. <laughs> we gotta. We have to. Um, we have to investigate this nineteen party people. Okay. No, not only investigate deep. it. We're gonna save it. I'm gonna make sure that that this is safe. Uh, there's no way we're gonna. It can't be that there's three clubs that are making money and the rest is. We have a new project not, actually you know? opening. We, we, we just got a call right now. Um, uh, I was on the car with with Eichel, uh, on the way here, and we had a call from a person that bought out the old La Covacha right. here in Miami. Yeah, I know. Also, is coming back, by It's way. coming back. It's not really uh, La Covacha. It's a it, new name and everything. New I, name, yeah. Yeah, uh, we met last week. I, and, uh, yeah, so you already know. It's yeah. it's a beautiful project. You and can't. you know what? One thing that he said that actually, uh, I was on the phone with Julian uh, recently, uh, and he told me something that really shocked me. It's like, I'm bringing a huge tent to do events in the parking. Uh, don't so, give it up. Don't give it up. 
What, no, but you know what it makes it? You know what it makes the difference? That people don't want to be inside a nightclub anymore. People yeah. wants to be in the outside. Outdoor, outdoor. Look where we're doing the podcast. We're That's out the outdoor. Street in Colgate. We want to be outdoor. <laughs> there you, no, no. Miami people hey, want to be outdoors. It's crazy. It's the weather. It's real. I come from, I, I come hey. from a, a place like Canada where I'm right. freezing. I'm coming to Miami. I want to be outdoor. Go to the Raw right. Food True. and Wine Festival. Can't get more outdoor That's than outdoor. that, all right? Hey, are these people going to be there? Aromas del Peru? Aromas del Peru is going to be there. Let me try Awesome. awesome. Yeah, hey, guys. So, yeah, I think we're running out of time. We're if we already didn't run out of time and we're talking we to ourselves. Um, so, thank you so much for being here today. Manny, thank you for um, being here. You know, a lot of stuff. You're the man. We got hey, out of that. Manny's the man. And, uh, Where could they find you? They find me here right now eating. But um, if I'm not here, if you're not here, you find me at LMG Miami or you find me at thenightlifeentrepreneur.com. I mean... The Nightlife Entrepreneur on Instagram. Also, dot com slash podcast is where we're at. Find us. Look for us. YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all that shit. Actually, you can't find me. You're going to find me at the Doral Food and Wine Festival. After Doral Food and Wine Festival, www.vamosagency.com. And my Instagram, my personal Instagram, Mancuso underscore E. At Jim, uh, at Mancuso underscore E. That's my Instagram. Somebody just crashed. See you next week, guys. Hey, hold on. My handle is at Beer, and you could also at Doral Food and Wine Festival. Buy your tickets, all right? See you next week. Good night.